0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of jaundice, found under the gastrointestinal section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a general overview. Remember that jaundice refers to hyperbilirubinemia leading to yellowing of the skin and eyes. It is classified by the ratio of conjugated bilirubin to total bilirubin. When conjugated bilirubin is less than 20%, it may be due to Gilberts or Krigler-Najar syndrome. It may also be due to physiologic jaundice of the newborn or hemolysis. When conjugated bilirubin is between 20 and 50%, it may be due to viral hepatitis. And when it is greater than 50%, it is typically due to drugs such as OCPs, Dubin-Johnson or Rotor syndromes, primary biliary cirrhosis, or obstruction such as from a stone. In terms of the pathophysiology, remember that hepatocytes convert unconjugated or indirect bilirubin into conjugated or direct bilirubin. This is performed by transferase enzymes to make bilirubin water-soluble. And bilirubin is not toxic at moderate levels, but high increases can result in kernicterus and death. This refers to deposition of bilirubin in the brain. Now let's discuss the different types of jaundice. Hemolytic is due to destruction of red blood cells that the conjugation and excretion system cannot handle. This can result from hereditary hemolytic anemias and RH incompatibility amongst other causes. Obstructive is due to intrahepatic or bile duct block which does not allow the body to excrete bilirubin. This can result from oral contraceptives, a gallbladder stone, and a carcinoma of the head of the pancreas. Hepatocellular is due to damage to the liver, such as from hepatitis or cirrhosis, which decreases the ability of conjugation and excretion systems to handle normal bilirubin loads. And finally, let's quickly review the different features of the different types. For hepatocellular, the hyperbilirubinemia may be conjugated or unconjugated. Urine bilirubin will be increased and urine urobilinogen will be normal or decreased. Obstructive will have conjugated hyperbilirubinemia, increased urine bilirubin, and decreased urine urobilinogen. And hemolytic type will have hyperbilirubinemia that is unconjugated. There will be no urine bilirubin, and urine urobilinogen will be increased. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to jaundice, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, Consider the following clinical scenario. A 20-year-old male presents to the emergency department because of several days of back pain and fatigue. He is a college student who just returned from a study abroad program in Morocco. During his final week abroad, he engaged in a number of recreational activities, including swimming at the beach, eating local foods such as couscous and bean salad, and riding a camel into the desert. His temperature is 99 degrees Fahrenheit. Are 37 degrees Celsius, blood pressure is 121 over 79, pulse is 70 beats per minute, and respirations are 11 breaths per minute. He says that otherwise he has been healthy except for some episodes of dark urine. Upon physical exam, his skin is found to be more yellow than usual under his eyelids. Which of the following findings would most likely be seen in this patient? And the answer choices are: Choice one, absent urine bilirubin. Choice two, elevated urine bilirubin. Choice three, decreased urine urobilinogen. Choice four, conjugated hyperbilirubinemia. Or choice five, elevated aspartate aminotransferase. The best answer to this question is, choice one, absent urine bilirubin. This patient with back pain, fatigue, Jaundice, and dark urine after eating beans most likely has hemolytic jaundice secondary to glucose 6 phosphate dehydrogenase deficiency. Patients with hemolytic anemia do not have bilirubin in their urine. Patients may have jaundice because of three major reasons hepatocellular dysfunction, biliary system obstruction, and hemolysis of red blood cells. This patient most likely has hemolytic jaundice given the history of back pain, dark urine, and fatigue. This hemolysis was most likely triggered by consuming fava beans in a patient with glucose 6-phosphate dehydrogenase deficiency. In hemolytic jaundice, the hepatocellular and biliary systems are functioning properly, but are unable to compensate for the dramatically increased load of unconjugated bilirubin that is being produced. Since all of the excess bilirubin is unconjugated, bilirubin is still excluded from the urine in this type of jaundice. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Bilirubin is able to be excreted in the urine after it is conjugated. Urine bilirubin is therefore elevated in cases of obstructive jaundice where conjugated bilirubin is forced into the bloodstream. Choice 3. Urine urobilinogen is elevated in hemolytic jaundice because the liver is unable to cope with the increased quantity of bilirubin being produced. This unconjugated bilirubin is therefore transformed into urobilinogen and excreted by the kidney. Choice four, hemolytic jaundice is a form of unconjugated hyperbilirubinemia because the primary defect is dramatically increased production of bilirubin from lysis of red blood cells. Choice five, aspartate aminotransferase levels are indicative of liver damage, which can be seen with many different causes of hepatocellular jaundice. It would not be seen with hemolytic jaundice. Finally, a bullet summary. Excessive hemolysis can lead to dramatically increased levels of unconjugated bilirubin in the blood, which is subsequently processed into urobilinogen and excreted by the kidneys. That's all for this review about jaundice. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.